طيب بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. still here or no yet? Not yet. Can you hear? Huh? All right. A little bit better. طيب بسم الله الصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه من ولاه أما بعد اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وفعنا بما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم Last week we discussed in detail the chapter known as As-Salam Alright And this week we will go into something called Ar-Rahan Alright Alright and Ikhwani When it comes to the chapter of transactions You'll see that there will be any different new terminologies In contrast to worship Whereas in worship There are four of the five pillars of Islam Prayer Zakah Salm and Hajj Alright Four main categories usually Relatively speaking when it comes to The books of fiqh The part of worship When it comes to the part of transactions You see there are many many different many Subjects within them And each one has a new terminology And each terminology has its own meaning So we've gone through so far Alright Al-Riba And we know what Riba means Riba is not restricted to riba in loans. Rather, there's riba is also in buyur in transactions. We've also taken al-khiyar. What does al-khiyar mean? What does al-khiyar mean? Naam. What does al-khiyar mean? Yes. Choice to leave the contract. All right, depending on its different types. And it's wording. We also have taken as-salam. What does as-salam mean? As-salam means basically forward shipping. All right. If we, if we, uh, if we uh, roughly translate it, but as-salam is basically when you sell something that is not present at the moment, and that money is taken right then and there. This is called as-salam. We've also taken something called al-istisna. Al-istisna, basic manufacturing. Something that is not present. And it is not a condition for you to give the money forward. Today we'll take another chapter and another terminology. And it is called Ar-Rahan. It's called Ar-Rahan. Ar-Rahan, as mentioned in your books, is basically collateral or insurance. Alright? And the origin of it is mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah. In which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, فَرِهَانٌ مَقْبُوضَةٌ in the last verse, in the last page, the first verse of the last page. Now pay attention to the translation of this verse and the understanding of this verse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, And if you are in travel, and you do not find a writer, then give a collateral. Alright? What does Rihanun Maqbuda? What is what does it mean? What does Arrahan mean? Arrahan, if you want to translate or if you want to define it in very simple terms, is Wathiqatu. Wathiqatu Dainin Bi'ain. Wathiqatu Dainin Bi'ain. And Wathiqatu Dain Bi'ain meaning Alright, that you ensure alone. With an item or a product You insure an item or a loan with a product So for example My brother Isaac over here I give him, you know, some money Alright, I give him a loan $10,000 Alright I'm not sure if he's going to return that $10,000 So I take something in return to keep it As insurance just in case he doesn't return my loan So he gives me his car his brand new 2019 what? Where are the car guys? Throw something out there. Huh? Tesla? Alright. Alright. What will you say? Camry. <laughs> Where are the real car guys? Huh? Escalade. 2019? Which, uh, I don't know the, you know. Cadillac. Alright. <laughs> Whatever it may be. I take it as insurance and I give him 10K, although that, that doesn't really match, right? 10K maybe, the wheels only cost 10K, 
Alright, if not more. But anyways, $10,000. And I take your car. So you keep $10,000 and I keep your car. Just in case he's not able to uh, give back that $10,000, what do I do? I take that car and I sell it. And I take my ten k from that. And I return whatever is remaining. Or let's say that product is less than $10,000. let us say it's sold at $7,000. I take the $7,000 and then I... I find a way to get the 3k off of him or some other way. Understood? And we'll get to the details of it later on. Basically, a rahan is collateral or insurance. Naam. You make a rahan something that's just meaningful to the person themselves, but it's like worthless in every other person's eyes. What's that say there again? Let's say like there's something like somebody has an item that's very dear to them, but if you don't sell on the market, you probably pay like 25 cents for it. The person owes you like $10,000. Use that as a you can use anything that is that can be sold as a rahan. This is can be sold, but it's very cheap. It don't matter. There's it doesn't have to match prices. It could be anything. In fact, that's one of the best things to take as collateral insurance. All right. Uh, sometimes, sometimes. All right, because that person will try their best to pay you back, and that's the whole point to ensure them paying you back. All right. Uh, that is the condition that that person actually uh, doesn't view that item as expendable. He might look at it, oh, this is something dear to me, fake. But you know, it's something that is dear to him, and he'll do anything. Oh, he won't let it go for, for no, no matter what. So it's a good, uh, it's a good, uh, something that was brought up. The brother, he asked. He said, if it's something that is dear to you, something that is dear to you, okay. But if you sell it on, on the market, it's going to cost 27 cents. Okay? Why do I say 27 cents? Because 27 cents equals to one Saudi Rials. Alright? 27 cents on the market, but it's dear to you. It costs like $1,000 to you. That's, the, that's, the mar- that's what you see it as. That's its price. Can you use that as a collateral? Can you use that as insurance? The answer is correct. Yes, you can use it. Because it doesn't depend... On a price, it doesn't have to match prices. It doesn't even have to be in the ball range. It could be anything. All right? It could be a pair of sandals for $100,000. It doesn't matter. Okay? Well, man, that's obviously extreme. It'll be counted as a rahan, but what's the point? You want to do something that the person would actually, you can actually get back most of that money, if not all of it, at least some of it. All right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you look back in the ayah, He mentions here something that is key. He says in the ayah that if you are in travel and you do not find a writer, then use a rahan. This ayah is a perfect example of should you understand the Quran without understanding the Sunnah of the Prophet, without using the understanding of the scholars. If we take by this ayah solely, this verse solely, we will see that a collateral has two conditions. One, you have to be traveling. Can't be a resident. And two, you ha- can't find a writer. Is that possible these days? Everybody can find a writer at all times, right? But this is not the case. These are not two conditions of a rahan. This is just a scenario that is mentioned in uh, in the Quran, and that is why understanding the Quran and Sunnah is not just looking at the words. All right, it's looking at the Sunnah of the Prophet All right, and putting things together. It's more like pieces of a puzzle. Than black and white, okay, and that is why it is very, very important to study the science of usul al-fiqh, the science of legal theory, because with usul al-fiqh you'll understand how to understand the Quran and how to understand the Sunnah. That is why Al-Qadi Hussein was one of the scholars from the fourth century, and in the Shafi'is when they see when they say usually Al-Qadi is referring to him, Al-Qadi Hussein is referring to this scholar, great scholar from Ashab al-Wujuh. From the 4th century, from the great Shafi'i scholars, he says that this ayah is referring to Farhanu waqbadu. That this ayah comes in the context of a command. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding us to take the rahan, alright, and to receive the rahan. Rahan meaning the collateral and the assurance. And it does not have to be a condition for a person to be a traveler. It does not have to be a condition for the person to not find a writer. That is just the scenario that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran. Now, Ar-Rahan, no. Livestock, slaves, cattle. That's a lot. 
do livestock and slaves start, uh, count as a rahan? So one of the hidan, min hajka haman. So one of the hidan, min hajka haman. What do they mean? They say, do not gossip or backbite the min hajj. Meaning what? What does that mean? Huh? My, uh, what does it mean? My brother, Saad, you should know. Uh, you don't know. Okay. It means, alright, after Safina to Najar, alright, Abi Shuja studied the book that we're studying right now. What is after Abi Shuja? What is the book that is studied after Abi Shuja? Huh? Umdatu Salik wa Uddatu Nasik, written by Ibn Naqib al Masri, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, from the 8th century, which is an abridgment of the book. Called Minhaj Talibim. Alright? Umdat al Salik by Uddatun Nasik has also been translated. An excellent translation called Reliance of the Traveler. Alright? Right after that, what is studied? Another book called Minhaj Talibim. Written by Abu Zakariya, Muhyiddin, Yahya ibn Sharaf and Nawi. He was born in the year 631, passed away in the year 676, Ta'ala from the 7th century. Imam al-Nawi, rahimahullah, this book al-Minhaj is one of the great books in fiqh to the point that the scholars from the 7th century till today have been commentating or abridging or putting it into poetry format till today. This book has over 300 commentaries. 300 commentaries. And on these commentaries you find glosses. All right? And on these glosses, you find glosses of glosses, and you find manlumat, and you find takhrij. Basically, they take this book, and they do itikaf on it. Alright? The scholars, up until recently, and there's still a few here and there that, that still do this, they used to do subah in minhaj. Subah meaning what? Alright? Just like we do the Quran, they used to do subah in the minhaj. Going around in circles. One person, two persons. And some scholars, they used to have a wird. Just like they have a wird in the Qur'an. What does wird mean? Continuous cycle of, of finishing the Qur'an. Every seven days, every 30 days, every three days, whatever it may be. Alright? They used to have a wird of... I'm not talking about from, <laughs> from the head. And some of them from, from the book. They used to take minhaj al-talibin. Alright? Because it's usually the last book that is studied. There are some books that are studied afterwards. But this is the book that if you study and you understand... And that is basically the, the, the meat of the Shafi'i Madhab. It's the main course of the Shafi'i Madhab. Alright? That is why Imam al is considered one of the two shaykhs of the Madhab. Although he died young, at the young age of 45. And him alongside with the Nawi, there are two scholars. Shaykha al-Madhab. To the point that Ibn al-Naqash, rahimahullah, he said, Al-Yawma Rafi'iyyatun la Shafi'iyyah. That today is Rafi'iyyah, it's not Shafi'iyyah. Shafi'i were done for. Qala Shafi'i is mansukh, is abrogated. Zakallah khair. Today is Qala Shafi'i. Are y'all ready for the second part? It gets even worse. Wa nawawiyyatun la nabawiyyah. It is an nawawi. Qala nawawi. As far as Qala Nabi Sallallahu we put it to the side. What does he mean? We trust Nawawi so much that he wouldn't say anything that would go against the Prophet Sallallahu because he was a scholar in hadith or fiqh. But this is not a correct statement to say the way it is put. Is a little bit skewed. That is why Az-Zarqashi, rahimahullah, Badruddin, came later on, passed away in the year 794. He comes and he, he refutes Ibn al-Naqash for putting out a statement like this. Alright? The point is, Imam Nawr, rahimahullah, that's his stance of the madhab. That's his position in the madhab. He's very big. His opinion is considered valuable. Alright? He's one of the two shaykhs of the madhab. So basically going back to what I mentioned earlier, and all of this is an explanation to the comment made by our brother. Or the question asked by our brother. Al-Minhaj has so many issues. Whenever it's being taught, hold your horses. Whenever you ask the question, hold your horses. It's coming. It's coming somewhere in the book. They say it has over 12,000 issues. Some say it has 100,000 issues. Alright? So the answer to that question is going to come later on, inshaAllah ta'ala. Alright? The point is, Ar-Rahan is insurance collateral to insure a loan. And it has certain pillars, all right? Five to be exact, all right? In terms of its generality, 
Alright, and four to be a little bit more specific. The first pillar of Ar-Rahan is called Ar-Rahin. Ar-Rahin. And that is per- the person giving the loan. That is the person giving the loan. The person giving the loan is called Ar-Rahin. That's his name. Or that's what he's known as. And the second person is Al-Murtahin. Al-Murtahin. Al-Murtahin, alright, is the person that is receiving the loan. Receiving the loan and giving the collateral. So Rahin is receiving the collateral and giving the loan. And the Murtahin is what? Is receiving the loan and giving the collateral. Make sense? So we have Rahin. We have Al-Murtahin. And we have number three which is Al-Marhoon. Al-Marhoon. Al-Marhoon is the actual collateral. It's the product or item that is being given. And in this case, Isaac's case, that is the car. The $10,000 the $10, for the car. So the car is called Al-Marhoon. And number four is Al-Marhoon Bihi. The fourth is Al-Marhoon Bihi. And that is the loan. So the $10,000 is called Al-Marhoon Bihi. Alright? Al-Marhoon Bihi. And the fifth is called As-Sigha. As-Sigha meaning the form of agreement, whether verbal or written. Alright? We took As-Sigha before. Now, Mr. question. The fifth, the five pillars. The first one is called Ar-Rahin. The one giving the loan and receiving the collateral. The second person is Al-Murtahin. The one receiving the loan and giving the collateral. Number three is Al-Marhoon. And that is the person, or that is the product or item itself that is being used as the collateral insurance. And the fourth one is Ad-Dain. That is the loan, the actual loan itself. Alright? Al-Marhoon bihi. So we have number one, Al-Rahin. Number two, Al-Murtain. Number three, Al-Marhoon. Number four, Al-Marhoon bihi, which is the loan. Three is the product and four is the loan. So three is the car. Uh, excuse me, three is the car and four is the $10,000. Alright? Al-Marhoon, Al-Marhoon bihi. And number five is the Sigha, the agreement. Sigha, the agreement. So these are the five pillars of Ar-Rahan. This contract of Ar-Rahan cannot be completed unless all five are present. Unless all five are present. Okay? Now, what does the Muslim say? What does the author say? Who is the Rahin? Orson? Given the loan in? Alright, excellent. Al Murtahin, who is that? Receiving the loan. Alright, excellent. He says here, Alright, he mentions the condition for Al Marhoon. Alright, the condition for Al Marhoon, the third pillar. You see, early, early. Musannafat, early scholarship works. Okay? Early scholarship works. It's not, the books are not as organized as later books. Because they're at a time where some of the things were known as common sense. So the author here, he, he expects you already to know the pillars. Or he expects you to know which condition is a pillar for which. Understand? So here, he mentions... Alright, he starts off by mentioning the conditions for the third pillar. Starts off by mentioning the conditions for the third pillar. Okay? What is the third pillar? Huh? 
product. Alright? The actual product. Here he mentions one condition. And that is, وَكُلُّ مَا جَازَ بَيْعُهُ جَازَ رَهْنُهُ فِي الدُّيُونَ That everything that is valid as a transaction is valid as a rahan. Alright. I want you guys to look back at the conditions of a transaction. Alright? What are the conditions of a transaction? Who remembers? All of the conditions of a transaction are the conditions for a product here. So number one, for something to be a product, it has to be, for something to be a rahan, as a product, okay, it has to be valid as a transaction. Understood? Is this clear? Okay. That means we have to go back. What are the conditions of a transaction? Who can tell me? One by one. Now, it has to be pure. Number one. Pure. That means what? Impure substance cannot be sold. What's an example of an impure substance? Pigs, dogs, and part cats. Correct? Huh? Huh? Alright. Let's wake up, brothers. Alright? Some brothers sleeping. Pigs and dogs. That's it. Alright. What else? Huh? You have to own it to sell it? Alright. Excellent. You have to own it to sell it. Alright? What's an exception? A salam. Excellent. Number three. It has to be something beneficial. What's an example of something that's not beneficial? Huh? A what? Painting? Musical instruments. Excellent. Musical instruments have no benefit. Is that true or not? Alright, does it have benefit in this life? Does it have benefit in the akhirah? Whatever it gives you, you know, in terms of the height and in terms of that, that's all fake. It's fake. It's lying to you. You know, it's like a mirage when you're thirsty. <laughs> Okay, you see water, you think it's there, but it's not there. Been with you, all right? It's fake. Okay, that's what music does to you. Uh, music, khwari is 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 uh. I don't want, we don't want to get into that. You know, we don't want to get into it deeply. But music is for the weak people, strong people. They don't need music. All right, Quran is enough for them. All right, music, something that's dangerous for the heart. And dangerous for the soul. Alright, it won't benefit you in this life, it won't benefit you in the akhirah. Alright? Whatever you're gonna be feel good, you're gonna get tired of it. It's not gonna last for long. Alright? Now, number three. Yes? It has to happen on the spot. That's a condition. That's a type. You're confusing a type with a condition. Ah, number four. Yes? You're able to? You're able to receive the product. Excellent. All right. Number five. Agreement of the two parties. Agreement. Ah, this is a good one. Sila. Is that one? Is that correct? That is incorrect. Who could correct them? Agreement is not a condition. Sila is not a condition. Sila is a pillar. Sila is a pillar. What is the difference between a condition and a pillar? Condition is beforehand. A pillar is? During. Alright? The agreement, does it happen before? It happens during, while the two parties are present. Okay? But before you can even engage in any type of discussion, if it's a dog that you're talking about, alright? You can't sell a dog unless it's a metaphor. Alright? Unless it's a metaphor. But if it's a real dog, you can't sell it. A real dog cannot sell it. Alright, sometimes dogs are useful. Are they useful? They are useful. Alright? But those useful dogs, there's other ways to acquire them. We don't acquire them via buying or selling. If it's a necessity here in this country, then that's a different story. Remember, we said necessities have their own case. Yes. Have anything to add? Alright, these same conditions for transactions... Are the conditions for the third pillar? Are the conditions for the third pillar? So here he says, Then he mentions, Okay? The Rahin. Who is the Rahin? The one giving the loan. 
the one given the loan can go back, all right, on his loan as long as he does not receive the collateral. So Isaac and I, we agree, 10,000 buck, bucks for my car, all right? Then Isaac has the decision, has the discretion, has, you know, um, uh, the full autonomy to go back on his deal. And he says, I'm not going to give you the 10,000 as long as, he, as you do not receive the actual rahan, the actual collateral. So if I give him the keys, is that considered receiving the collateral? Or does he actually physically have to be in the car? Or is the keys enough? Keys enough. Which leads to another question. When is something considered receiving? Huh? When you have access to it. So for example, if I'm here, okay? And if I'm right here, and the rahan, the collateral, is a house all the way out in Winfield, Minnesota. Alright? Don't ask me why that city was mentioned. I heard that randomly today. Winfield, Minnesota. Okay? Somebody was living there. I don't know who it was. So somebody has a house all the way out in Winfield. Okay? And he gives me the keys here deep in the hearts of South Minneapolis. Is that considered receiving the product as a rahan? Or do I actually physically have to go to the house? Huh? No, it's verified that it exists. It's verified that it exists. You have access to it. You received it. Isn't that enough? Yes, but is it considered receiving? So collateral, we understand that issue. That's not a big deal. The problem is, is it considered receiving? Is the keys enough or do you actually have to physically go to the house? The answer is the keys are or enough. The keys are enough. So before you receive the keys, you're allowed to go back on the deal, on the transaction of a rahan. All right? Although some scholars, they debate this. Some scholars like Abdul Rahim al-Isnawi and others, they debate this issue and they say it is not a condition for you to not receive this issue. To the point that some, has, some have gone as far as saying it is the official position of the madhab, the official mu'tamad of the madhab. I don't know, whatever it may be, whatever the case may be. Alright, al-Rahin should not receive, uh, if he wants to back out of the deal, Alright, it should happen before he receives the actual collateral. Alright? وَلَا يَضْمَنُ الْمُرْتَهِنُ نعم وَلَا يَضْمَنُ الْمُرْتَهِنُ Okay. Let's say I get the ten thousand or I give him the ten thousand dollars and I get the car. Alright? First issue. Can I use the car? Am I allowed to use the car? Am I allowed to, you know, party out at the house? Astaghfirullah. You know? Am I allowed to use the house basically? Or am I allowed to use whatever the collateral may be? Some shoes, you know? Uh, whatever it may be. A sweater. Am I allowed to use? Or am I not allowed to use it? Depends on the contract. But that's not the reason why you give him the car, because that would be a transaction. You give him ten thousand dollars, you give him a car. That's a transaction. That's not a run. A run is a collateral. You use it as insurance, so it defeats the entire purpose of a run. You see? There you go. That's the point. So the point is, are you allowed to use it? I answered the question halfway. The answer to this question is as follows. If the product is something that isn't, that doesn't need maintenance, you're not allowed to use it. And if it's something that needs maintenance, you're allowed to use it enough 
to keep that maintenance. Understood? All right. So, for example, a car. Sometimes you don't drive a car. Let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar loan. All right. That that's like a ten year, seventeen year, five year long time, right? Are you just gonna keep a car parked for five years? You gonna have to drive it around every once in a while, right? You gotta do some oil change every once in a while, right? You gotta put in some gas every once in a while, right? Same thing with the house, all right? If it's a long period of time, you gotta you know make sure the temperatures are right, different seasons, making sure everything's okay. So if it's something that has requires maintenance, you can only use it based on that maintenance, and that's it to keep it running and going, all right? Now there are some types of rahan, some type of collateral assurances that don't exist today that are very rated R that the scholars discuss. Are you allowed to use them or are you not allowed to use them? Alright? Those are discussions for the previous centuries, not for 2019. But the point of the point is that if it requires maintenance, then it requires maintenance. If it doesn't require maintenance, it doesn't require maintenance. <laughs> Alright? May Allah bless you guys. Alright? You know, they say the mentality of a person is great. The mentality of a person is great. Some people, they have different mentalities. You know? Let's say you sleep for 19 hours straight. 19 straight hours. K.O. Alright? You wake up. It's a whole brand new day. Alright? Some people, what do they say? Man, it's 19 hours. I missed out on eating, I missed out on this, I missed out on that. And some people, you know, what do they say? Man, I missed all my prayers. Look at the difference. It's the first thing, it comes out. Right now. Huge difference, right? And some people, you know, when some things are mentioned, certain things come to mind. Allah <laughs> ta'ala. I already know what some people are thinking. Alright? And when I mention other things, alright, who knows what I'm talking about? Okay? So mentality is big. Mentality is huge. Alright? وَإِن كُنْتَ لَا تَدْرِي فَتِلْكَ مُصِيبَتُمْ وَإِن كُنْتَ تَدْرِي فَالْمُصِيبَةُ أَعْظَمُونَ As Ibn Al-Qayyim Rahimullah mentions, and if you do not know, then that's a great misfortune. And if you do know, then the misfortune is even greater. So you choose... Between something that is hard and something that is hard. Now. Uh, if the mom is something like a car, and you're car. Alright, I'm going to get to the mom. The mom part, okay? So, basically, this was a preliminary to what the author mentioned here. And that is, okay, madam, that you cannot use the actual collateral insurance. Let's say the insurance of the collateral is damaged at your hands. Are you liable for it? Yes. Huh? Is it damaged? Are you liable for it? Yes. yes, you are liable. Who's liable? The person who owns the collateral or the person whose hands is in the collateral? Is in hands? So basically the one who gave out the loan? Is that same fair to you? I give out $10,000, I take insurance, the thing gets damaged and it's on me? Huh? It's it's under his, but then he's only taking care of it. He has the car and it got damaged. Mm, now you talk. All right, all right. Keep speaking. So the brother asks, you know, what if it's a damaged, what if he gave you some damaged goods? He gave you, he gave you a mess, messed up car from 1995. Alright? As a collateral. Okay? What do you do? And it, it stops working. Alright? That starts, you know, even harming, harming you. What do you do in this case? Alright? In fiqh, there's something called yadu amanin. وَيَدُ الضَّمَانِ يَدُ أَمَانِ Alright? And يَدُ الضَّمَانِ يَدُ أَمَانِ is when something is in your hands and you're only responsible when it's your fault. When you are the person damaging that good or that product or that item, whatever is in your possession. 
That is called yadu aman. Alright? So you're only responsible when you damage it yourself. But if it gets damaged on its own, you're not responsible. That's called yadu aman. And there is something called yadu daman. And that is, no matter what, you are responsible. Whether you damage it or you don't. So certain transactions, yadu aman. And some certain transactions are yadu daman. Alright, in ar-rahan. Is it yadu aman or yadu daman? It is yadu aman. And that is, if a person, alright, damages a product on their own. On their own, then they are held responsible. Even if they gave the deen, even if they gave the loan. So the rahin is responsible. Who is the rahin again? The person receiving the collateral and giving the insurance. Alright? But if it gets damaged on their own, like on its own, alright? You come, you try starting the car, and all of a sudden it gets, alright, stops working. Alright? Is that your fault? Is it your fault? Alright, whose fault is it? Alright? Whose fault is it? All right, who's gonna? Who is responsible for fixing that car? Who's liable? The murtahin, the one who owns the collateral, the one receiving the loan. He has to fix it. All right, and that is why the murtahin should always be careful. All right, on what he is giving. He's already taken a ten thousand dollar loan. He doesn't want to give something which he's going to be held liable for even more. So he should be given something that he makes sure that probably won't get damaged. Okay? Okay, let's say sometimes there's a 50-50. It could go either way. So for example, you leave your car open. Alright? You leave your car open. Alright? And you put... Give me an example of a, a phone. For example, this phone. Okay? iPhone X. Alright? You leave the iPhone X in the front seat or the front seat passenger. Shotgun. And you leave the car open. Okay? And somebody jacks the phone Or somebody cracks the screen of the phone You come back And the screen of the phone is cracked Whose fault is it? Huh? The person who unlocked the car Or the other person? Huh? It's not the car It's the phone No, the phone is the rahan Not the car Hmm? But he didn't break it. He found it broken. It ain't on him, is it? How? Huh? Yeah, it's his car. But he left the phone in the car. Somebody else broke it. Didn't we just say if he didn't break it, if he didn't damage it, he's not liable? Nah. That's your, that became your go-to answer. Go-to answer doesn't work all the time. It depends on the contract. Oh, we said ar-rahan, all types of rahan are yadu aman. Alright? You gotta think a little bit deeper. Deeper than that. Okay? Alright? You playing checkers, brother. You playing chess out here. Right, it's too late. That was two weeks ago. For the new day today. Alright. Now... What's that? Everything else that happens to the product is your fault? Yeah. How? Okay, in this case, whose fault is it? The Rahin or the Murtahin? The Rahin? Why? It was under his protection, but... How is it his fault when he didn't do it? We just said, huh? It's what? Avoidable. It's avoidable? Okay, keep it talking. Now you speak. Did he take his? He didn't take his precautions. Okay, that means we have to add another condition. And that is, you have to take the precaution of taking care of that item. You cannot be careless. So if somebody, for example, leaves a phone in the middle of the passenger, alright? In the middle of South Minneapolis, alright? You think that's going to be... I remember one day, I left the car wide open, all right? Two minutes, I went inside. This is Cedar. Came back outside. Everything's everywhere. This guy was looking for, for a bunch of stuff. He couldn't find anything but books. 
Arabic books. Who for falali? He was looking for some money inside the books. <laughs> Couldn't find nothing. Gone for two minutes, brothers. Two minutes, brothers. Not a lot of people survive on these. You can't. You gotta keep these doors locked. All right. But anyways, the point is, uh, one, you're not liable for those damages, and number two, what is number two? You have to keep it protected. You can't leave it. So, for example, somebody gives you something that's very, very valuable, like some gold, for example, or something, all right, to use as insurance or collateral. What do you do here? All right, you got to put it in a safe. You got to put it somewhere safe. You can't leave it in your car. You can't leave it in somewhere random, all right, in, in, you know, in a public place. Leave it somewhere secure, okay? Sometimes it's something that is debatable, right? All right, what if you leave it uh, next to your bed? You leave it next to your bed. Is that somewhere that is secure? All right, you see, now you're talking. See, now, mashallah, this is the fiqh right here. This is called jurisprudence, taking everything into context. Where do you live? Do you live in 515 Cedar, the New Bellies? Or do you live out all the way in Shoreview? Okay, <laughs> all right. Do you live all the way in Shoreview? You live it out in Shoreview. I can pretty sure that that place is pretty safe. All right, but you live it out in Cedar, brother. <laughs> Allah So you see, this is where the judge comes into play. The judge, okay, this is his main job. He identifies what is, yeah, I mean, what is considered not protected or not. This is just an example. So. The Rahin and Rutain, they debate. Yo, they come to court. One is the plaintiff, one is the defendant. Alright? One says, he is the one responsible for the damage. The other one says, no. He says, I left it next to my bed. It's secure. The other one says, what do you mean? Put it in a safe. Put it somewhere else. Okay, you see? The judge is the one. How does the judge choose between both? Is there an ayah? No. Is there a hadith? No. Is there a, state, a scholarly statement? Is there a... No. He looks at what? Context, era, place, you know, family. You know, that person could come from a family. He might be living with a bunch of thugs. All right? I know of a guy, all right? He told me that his brother jacks from his parents all the time. And they jack from him. <laughs> well, it's, so they have to literally, every room is a lot of stat. Okay? There's problems, okay? So the point is, what kind of family is he coming from? All right, all of these, all of these things we need to take into consideration. But the point is, when they say yadu aman, the person has to be liable. All right, if he caused the damage, he's liable for it. If he did not cause the damage, he's not liable for it, and he has to keep it secure. All right, he can't leave it later on. What was your question? The phone leaving in the car? The Rahin is responsible. The Rahin is responsible. Why? Because the Rahin left the phone where? Unlocked in the car. If you leave the phone unlocked in the car, that's your responsibility. Alright? You lock it up. You lock it up and you install a camera system. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. All right? Basically, you have to try your best. There's nothing clear cut. Okay? So, yeah, I need, uh, activate the camera system. Or at least lock the door. Don't leave the door wide open. All right? I mean, if somebody comes and smashes the windows from the outside, how are you going to control that? Mm -hmm. Somebody smashes the window, then that's the, that's the Murtahin's fault. All right? Because it's not liable. The window's not on you. How are you going to protect the windows? Or are you going to build a cage around the house? Save the motherland? No cages. Alright? No gates? <laughs> nah. Um, if, if it's something like a car or a house or something like that, does the lieutenant have to, does he have to like specify what's inside and all of that? Say that again, say that again. Have a million dollars of gold inside my house, but I didn't tell you about it. Right? Do 
That's good. That's a good question. Let's say a person gives out a rahan. Alright? And that rahan is a house. The collateral is a house. So, let's say he gives you $100,000 and he gives you this house as collateral. In the house that you're receiving as collateral, there's a lot of money stashed. Or there's a lot of gold stashed. Or there's some valuables in there underground or somewhere. And you do not inform the murtahin of that. Alright, you do not inform the person taking the loan of that. Who's responsible for the items inside the house? If the person did not inform the murtahin of the items stored in the house, there is no way he can be held responsible. But if he is informed of the items stored in the house and he was told, Hey, you're responsible for the house and everything inside the house, then he's responsible for it unless he causes the damage itself or keeps the place insecure. Understood? Very simple. You apply the same principles. He was informed. He wasn't informed. If he was informed, you got to keep it secure to the best of your abilities. And at the same time, you can't damage it. All right? Let's say he takes that money himself. Destroys the camera system, blames that on a third party or something. All right? That's when they go to court. All right? That's when a person has to go to court. Hey, now. وَإِذَا قَبَضَ بَعْضَ الْحَقِّ نعم وَإِذَا قَبَضَ بَعْضَ الْحَقِّ لَمْ يَخْرُجْ شَيْءٌ مِنَ الرَّانِ حَتَّى يَقْضِيَ جَمِيعًا In Isaac's case, $10,000 for a 2019 Escalade, all right, or Cadillac. All right, I give him the $10,000, he gives me the Cadillac. All right, let's say he pays me back $5,000. Can I return the Cadillac? Or do I have to keep the car until he returns the entire 10000 Here the author says, Even if I receive some of the loan back, I have to re- return. I cannot return the collateral. Alright? Okay, is that clear? Let's say the insurance is something that could be divided. Divided into pieces. Give me an example of a collateral that could be divided into different pieces. Gold. Give me another example. This gold could be considered as well. Books, books, uh, books. Books. I like their mentality. Books. Mashallah. The serenity of books. Only readers know the value of books. Yahya bin Ma'in passed away in year 233. Good friend of Imam Ahmed until the fitna happened. All right? Yahya Ma'in, he says, there is nothing left of this dunya from pleasures except two things. Baytun khali wa sanadun ali. Baytun khali wa sanadun ali. I want y'all to think about this. He says that the two greatest things remaining of this dunya in terms of pleasure is an empty house and a high chain of narration. Now, a high chain of narration makes sense, right? You want to get the highest chain of narration in Qiraat. The lowest today is about 27 between in the Prophet Alright, right? Shaykh Walid out here is number two in the world. His shiukh are number one. Some of them are still alive in his 80s. I suggest your brothers going to Egypt soon. Are the ones there already to get a jazz from ASAP before he passes away. So you can be number two. In Hadith. Alright? Some of the scholars are out there. I think there's a scholar that's coming soon. He has the highest chain of narration, Muslim Imam Ahmed, in the world. The shortest. I think between him and Imam Ahmed is like 19 people or something. Alright? Uh, or something like that. Or maybe even less. 16. Sahih al-Bukhari, highest chain is 19. Highest chain of narrations. Especially back in the old days when it was big. And the second one is Baytun Khali. is an empty house. What does he mean by an empty house? I know certain brothers when empty house, what do you mean by empty house? What does he mean by empty house? Uh, uh, what does he mean by empty house? Time for you to read? Nah. What does he mean by empty house? He means to fill up the house books. Because one epidemic that students of knowledge face is where to put their books. 
They have so much books, they don't know where to put them. All right? A lot of scholars, they have two houses. A house for the family and a house for books. All right? You have so many books. They got, they got, they got libraries within a library. Yeah, I mean libraries within a library. There's a sheikh out of Jitta. They actually had a tour of his library. Literally. It was bigger than, a, than you know, the Anoka County Library. Literally, that's how big it was. It had stairs. It had different sections. Right? Different sections within each floor. Right? So, for students of knowledge or for scholars, something that they yearn for is books. When they see books, they're gone. They're mentally, they're, they're somewhere else. Hey, now, the students of knowledge. That's why they used to say they used to read for 16 hours a day. One of the contemporary mashaykh, they say he locked himself in a room for 10 years. He only used to come out for two reasons. One, to attend congregational prayers. And two, to do something for his mother, an errand for his mother. Nobody else. That's it. The other time, he's reading. Another shaykh, he said, for 16 or 17 hours a day, I'll be in my maktab. I'll be in my library. I don't move. Sit. Hey now, serious. So books is a big thing. Acquiring books and not just acquiring them. What's happening between some students of knowledge today is they acquire books for the snacks, for the pics. You know, uh, they put the books behind them, background. They take videos, pictures, just for show. And you look at the library, or you look at the books, all dusty. All right, you want to know a person who actually read the book? It's actually, you know, you can, you can feel that the person read the book. All right? You don't buy books for show. You buy books to read them. Otherwise, don't, don't buy them. All right? So acquiring books is good, but it doesn't stop there. You're wasting your money if you're not going to read them or you're not going to research through them. Number two is actually reading them and researching them. Because all right, is all about reading after you finish the basics. There's a difference between two students that studied under the same teachers, they studied the same books, is their level of reading and the level of research. All right, to the point that one of the Mashaq used to say, he used to say, after many years of seeking knowledge, to know who's still involved in knowledge and who's not, you look at books. You ask him about the latest books that have come out, the latest editions. You get into the book game. Y'all want to go into the book game? How many of you guys are going to be on the book game or you're going to be lost? If you know what's going on in Alim Al-Kutub, what's going on in the new books that have been printed and the new editions that have come out, then you're still up to date. But if you're tapped out, you don't know what's going on, that means you haven't read in a long time. Especially today. So, Ma'in, he's saying what? There's no pleasures left except having a high chain of narration. Because chain of narration... It's from the deen having a high chain of narration and an empty house that they can fill up books. Alright? There's a lot of stories regarding the scholars of, you know, uh, of them acquiring books. Imam Malik, rahimahullah, you know what? He went to the extent to buy some books. You know what he did? He sold his own roof to buy some books. SubhanAllah. Ishaq ibn Rahuya. He heard that there's a lady that had Shafi'i's books. He married that lady just to get the books. <laughs> Alright? Just to get the books. He said she had Shafi'i's books. Alright? This is how he used to go after. I'm not saying you should do that. But this is how they used to yearn for books. This is their... They would go to that extent. Alright? One scholar, he said... They say... He... Y'all ready for this? Okay? Wallah, he sold his own thobe. He sold his own dope to buy books. I think there was a last copy left and he had a decision to make. Buy this last copy or sell your own clothes. Yeah, I need yours. Basically, give him the cloth in exchange for the book. I'm not going to tell you what happened. It happened. All right? I don't recall what he did to cover himself up, but he covered himself up somehow. But he bought the book. He bought the book. You see, this is the extent that they would go to. SubhanAllah. Alright? 
I know some brothers. They have no money in their pocket. They got nothing to eat. They got like maybe a hundred bucks left. And they're, they had the choice between buying books or, or having money for the rest of the month. And they would buy books. And then they would go broke for the next week. They had zero on them. Zero. I'm talking about zero. Okay? And they're just living day to day. They're waking up. Allah what I'm gonna eat. I don't know how we're gonna get around. I don't know how we're gonna eat. Alright? How do we get into this mess of books? Huh? The point is the importance of books, and there's a reason why the first verse to come down was Iqra. Read. Naam. Huh? How did he sell his roof? Yeah, he sold his roof. Yeah. Yeah, he basically whatever material was made out of, alright, to cover uh, his house, I don't know what it was made out of, he sold it. So his, uh, basically it was just open. From the top it was open. Alright. So when it comes to uh, uh, returning some of the rahan, alright, you can't do that unless the entire dain is fulfilled. I want to end this class, inshallah ta'ala, with mentioning the conditions of the fourth pillar. And that is Al Marhunu Bihi. Al Marhunu Bihi, what does it mean? Huh? The loan. Alright, the actual loan. There are four conditions for the loan. Four conditions for the loan. The first one is there has to be an actual loan. It has to be an actual loan. Alright? It cannot be something that's on the spot. Okay? I'm trading something on the spot. It cannot be a transaction. It has to be a loan. Something that you take back and you pay back later. Alright? Number two. It has to be something that is present right then and there. Not I'm going to give you the loan tomorrow. You have to give it right then and there. Alright? Alright. Number three. The contract has to be lazim. The contract has to be lazim. It has to be continuous. And number four, there has to be a verbal or written agreement. Alright? Any similar conditions to the Asalam from before. Or these are the conditions for the loan. So, the loan has to be something of monetary value. Okay? It has to have something of monetary value. And the product has to be something of what? Of monetary value as well. And it has to, or it has, or it can be a product or item, but it cannot be something that is a manfa'a. Manfa'a meaning it cannot be rent. All right, salat time. It says ten twenty nine. What time is it? Ten twenty seven. All right, all right. It cannot be something manfa'a like rent. All right, or they say, and there are some certain exceptions. From the qa'i that we mentioned earlier, a few exceptions, most of them are not relevant today, and that is everything that is allowed to sell, it is allowed to give as a rahan. Alright? An exception, for example, is pathways. The right of pathways and using that as collateral. You can't do that. You can sell it, but you can't use it as collateral. Now, yes. Now, alright. Excellent. So, the contract has to be something that is continuous. It can't be something that is stopped. Alright? So the rahan for the dain. Very similar to condition number condition number two. Alright? Has to happen on the spot. So for example, alright, I want to give you guys an example. A rahan, there has to be that loan for rahan transaction. There has to be that trade. That trade must exist. If the loan, alright, is something that is given right then and there. Is it a loan anymore? No, it's not a loan. It's a transaction. And because it's a transaction, what does this collateral turn into? Something that's insignificant. What's the point of it if it's a transaction? That's where the continuous parts comes in, from the product side. And the other side comes from which side? The loan side. Understood? So two and three are very similar. Does anybody have any questions? Or I'll answer the question from last week. The question from last week is that one of the mashayikh, one of our mashayikh used to say that buying a book with a plastic bag, covered with a plastic bag, all right, is invalid. 
that transaction is invalid. I asked you guys the reason why he said the transaction is invalid, irrespective of whether this opinion is correct or not. Who got the answer? One brother told me earlier today, he told me, is it because the transaction is non-Muslim? Right? I told him, no, no, that's not the case. That's not the reason why. This is going a little too far. But if you look at it from one side, that transaction, any other transaction, not valid. Almost done, inshallah. Last question. Naam. What's the reason yet? Yeah. Well, um, uh, the fact that you can't see the product. So you buy the book, the plastic's covered on top. One of the conditions is that you can see what you're buying. Excellent. All right. The reason why he said that this transaction is invalid is because can you see through the plastic? You can't see through the plastic. You have to physically open the book and see. Because what happens is some books, right? You buy some books, and this has happened to me before. It's in plastic, right? You think it's all good. You go home, you open the plastic, and it's upside down. Or some pages are missing. Or there's some, there's some bayal, there's some whiteness. All right? Make sure you see the book actually before you buy it. Does that mean that a book with plastic, the transaction is invalid? Well, that's, that's pretty tough. Because if you go buy that, a lot of transactions will be invalid. All right? But seeing the book with plastic is good enough. And you're allowed to return if you find any aib in it. And we took this in khiyarul aib, if you guys remember if you find any deficiency in it, you can go back and you can return it. Allahu a'la wa alam wa sallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Next week, we will discuss the issue known as al-hajar. Alright, whoever is allowed to give a transaction.